Three walls remained of the McMansion, scorched and blackened, windows shattered. Mathis left the car running. His shoes crunched over twisted debris as he approached the gutted structure. Piles of rubble covered the lot, the set decorations of a post-apocalyptic movie. Yellow caution tape surrounded the area, ends drifting idly in the wind. Mathis stepped through the burnt shell of the front door and stopped. Traces of furniture, ash-covered shingles and broken glass all jumbled together. The smell of carbon overwhelmed everything. Mathis kicked a cracked tile. He thought it came from the upstairs bathroom. On the small ledge of the second-floor window, which still clung to the wall, a lace-covered pillow teetered. A rush of wind knocked the pillow off its perch. He picked it up. The fire hadn't even scorched the lace. Mathis turned around slowly, looking at the destruction around him, and thought about how nothing made sense anymore. Again? Quinn said from behind him. Your father is a pyromaniac. He's not my father. I've been disowned. Mathis dropped the pillow. Where's Bianca? Where are Alistair and Milo? I don't know. I arrived the same time you did, remember? Pity you weren't here sooner, said Mathis. He stomped past Quinn through the doorway as though an entire wall hadn't burnt into ash and smoke. Where are you going? Quinn called after him. I have to find her. Mathis had his hand on the car door when Quinn pulled him away. We don't have time. Mathis jerked his arm, but Quinn dug in tighter. The engine rumbled, the only other sound in the still neighborhood. Overhead, a narrow band of orange lined the horizon. It's nearly sunrise, Quinn said. I don't care, said Mathis. I have to. I have to. I just found her again. I know. Quinn moved closer, reaching his free hand toward Mathis's face before letting it drop. We can't stay here. Mathis looked back at the house. He couldn't stand Quinn looking at him as if he cared, as if he understood. She might be trapped under something, Mathis said. She might need help. There's nothing there, sunshine. A basement. The only way you're going to find Bianca in that house is as a pile of roasted bones. Mathis punched him. His mouth swung open as rough stubble scraped over his knuckles. Then he cursed, cradling his hand to his chest. The soft expression drained away. Quinn slammed him into the car door, hard enough to drive all the air out of his chest. Pinning Mathis in place, he worked his jaw left and right, bones cracking. Mathis always considered Hazel a nice warm color. At least, he had. We're leaving. Quinn's voice flicked out like a switchblade. Get in the car. No, said Mathis. I need to make sure. Quinn wrapped a hand around Mathis's throat, fingers compressing Mathis's trachea into mush as he opened the back door with his other hand. Mathis slid across the slick leather, smacking his head on the handle opposite, before slipping into the gap between the front and back seats. Shit! Mathis clawed at the seats, trying to wiggle free. Quinn slammed the door, then climbed into the driver's seat. He held the wheel as though he expected thorns to pop out at any second. The car rolled down the street at ten miles an hour, then lurched forward, 
then slowed, the cycle repeating twice before Quinn managed to find a consistent speed. Mathis worked his way onto the back seat. He lunged for the door handle, brushing the metal with his fingertips before Quinn spun the car to the right, turning a full circle. Mathis bounced around, crashing from side to side. Try that again, and it won't just be your fingers I'll break, said Quinn. Fuck you, Mathis kicked the back of the driver's seat. Let me out, I need to save her. Your sister isn't coming back, Mathis. I... Mathis stared at Quinn in the rearview mirror. With effort, he closed his mouth.